1: around the circle
2: that's the trouble around here talk 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 it's another crossover podcast i'm ben garrett at spirit been on twitter he's david johnson at rebels 247 i write for the om spirit omspirit.com and and affiliate of on 3com he writes for inside the rebels and affiliate of 247 sports hey my friend how are you good how are you
1: I'm good. I, I, first of all, let, let's, let's clear the air. How was the Florida trip? How did that go? It was. Uh, about
2: it. it was fun. The first day did not start well. It did not. I was very excited because I really started getting to Harry Potter in 2016, and I was like, "Look, I'm gonna go back to Universal. Um, I'm gonna experience Diagon Alley and and Hogsmeade." And then the second ride I was on, I project I vomited four times. So. Didn't start great, but Top Gun, at the best theater I've ever been to, really saved the first day, and we ended up having a good time.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear it.
2: Projectile. Yeah. Like a fo- I was like straight up like a fountain, though, David, on that ride. You would have thought it was okay. hilarious, seeing your friend Ben just spew spewing over and over again.
1: It was great. Well, I'm glad you had a great trip. I did. I would imagine right now, as we speak, somewhere in the bowels of Swayze Field... There are a lot of happy Ole Miss Rebels. Yes. Ole Miss, in the NCAA tournament, almost kind of inexplicably, um, but they skirted in. They're going to Coral Gables, the Miami Regional, and they play a familiar foe in Arizona, Ben.
2: (laughs) It's a tough draw. Well, because it's – you and I both know what the major question is today. What does this mean for Mike Bianco? Does this change anything? Yeah, That's all this is. We get all
1: that out of the way. Yeah, so, did. okay, yeah.
2: does
1: it change anything no. for Mike Bianco?
2: No. No, you don't think so. Uh-huh. See, I mean. Well, I think there's no finality you, today, but I think uh, no, it just delays no, the decision is all it does because he has seven days, does Keith Carter, after the final out is made in the final game to decide whether or not to roll over Mike Bianco. So that's all this does. It kicks, kicks the can down the road. But still, I feel like – and maybe I'm wrong. I, I fully acknowledge I could be completely wrong. I don't cover Ole Miss baseball on a day-to-day basis anymore. But the general sense I get still is, and if I was a betting man and I'm not, Ole Miss is going to make a move. They're just not doing it now because they're in the tournament for a weekend.
1: Well, they, they could. But what is Carter's stated criteria to define success – no matter what sport it's qualifying for NCAA postseason play. Now, you know, if he's got the gonads to go ahead and pull the trigger and, and fire Mike Bianco, more power to him. But I think it makes it a much, much more complicated and difficult decision moving forward.
2: Well, you're never going to get to that place then. Here's my deal. In 2020 – when he didn't roll over Mike Bianco, I said that's a half measure. Those don't work. Either he's your guy or he's not. And if he wasn't your guy, don't just not roll him over. Fire him. He's not your guy anymore. So that doesn't change the calculus for me now when I think it's even more of an obvious half measure if you just don't roll him over. I just don't think you can get so, away with it this time around.
1: So we, we know what you would do right. if you were the 80.
2: Yeah. Well, Tom not me. necessarily. We There's a lot of things. That that's a very that's a very loaded that's a very loaded hypothetical. If I were the AD. No, if I were no, well, because I think a little bit differently about Ole Miss Baseball. Um, in that I, I probably would have made a move on Mike Bianco, but I, I would have been much more I think would have been a much more cleaner break last summer when he very publicly flirted with his alma mater. And that way both sides could effectively save face. It's just like a mutual partying of ways and he takes a year off and he's going to get a great job this year. Instead they do this awkward. Well, we're going to come back and roll it all back, reach for new heights. And there are three seed in Coral Gables with a team that was ranked number one in the country this year. So now you've put yourself in this awkward place that you otherwise didn't need to be in. to so where everyone's resigned to what the inevitable outcome is going to be at some point, Ole Miss and Mike Bianco in the near future, it could be in a week. It could be in a year. I, I don't know for sure. But everyone recognizes it and is resigned to the fact that Mike Bianco is not long as Ole Miss head coach. There is a year or two at most they're going to get to that inevitable outcome. Because I think what last summer laid bare is that Mike Bianco or Keith Carter. Mike Bianco is Keith Carter's guy. That's not what I'm saying, but that Keith has made it clear with the lack of a rollover, all the public nonsense. He's ready to make a move. Mike wants to make a move. Now you're just in the awkward place of it's just got to feel right. So everybody can, what, save face? Say we had the best time ever. And then finally just clean break. Breakups are never easy. And they're just trying to make it work for the kids right now. It's weird. It's been like that for a year. This is a weird spot for them to be in.
1: No, I agree. I agree with everything you said. But I'm just trying to be the – the counterpoint to your points you're making, in that uh, you know they're in the NCAA tournament. They are. What if they win? What <laughs> if they win it?
2: Oh, they win it! What I if mean, they win a
1: super. What if they go to a super?
2: I don't know because now I don't know what is that final thing anymore. What is that final thing? They've gone to Omaha once in eight advancement opportunities under Mike Bianco. Last time in 2014, their only appearance since the 70s. I was actually writing a column when you texted me saying, hey, are we recording? Because I completely forgot. And I'm glad I'm doing this talking to you because you can talk me down a little bit. But I just feel like baseball, the program, it's not just like this is happening now. It doesn't matter if it's in Coral Gables, if they go to a Super. Outside of just going to Omaha, everybody kind of knows what the situation is. They do, Keith Carter does, Mike Bianco does, the fan base does. And yet no one wants to just acknowledge what it is, and that's that Mike Bianco is not long as Ole Miss head coach anymore. And so why why would you money in mind to take over from Mike Bianco? Well, Dan McDonald would have taken the job last summer.
1: Will he take it this summer?
2: I don't know. I would say yeah, for- but I don't know for sure. Cliff Godwin would take it tomorrow. And and here's yeah, the deal like sure everybody won. Yeah. yeah. 18 in a row. Yeah, and they're number, they're the number eight national seed this year. So Yeah,
1: are you if you get rid of Bianco, do you bring in a guy who coached with Bianco or do you do you have a clean break from the Bianco system? I
2: don't know, but I mean Cliff was the hitting coach in their only Omaha year, but he's also really, really conservative. If you're one of those people like me who is more analytically bent in baseball circles, you're not gonna love that he loves to sacrifice Bunt. And that was like the running uh, joke with Mike Bianco is Mike bunts too much. And they've actually not bunted a lot in the last three years. And Cliff, man, he's top 10 every year. Well, as
1: of right now, Cliff's East Carolina Pirates have won 18 straight
2: games. The number eight national seed. I think they're hosting for the the fourth straight time. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't think he'd be necessarily a great fit, if the only directive, the only surefire thing you got to check off the checklist is that it's new blood, then he fits. Do I think it's a clunky fit? Yeah. But I also think that Ole Miss is a program overall, structurally, how it's run, the recruiting, everything but the on-field dynamic. And that's the biggest part. But the, the structural layout of this program, I think, is one of the very best in the country. The problem, I believe, is the man making the decisions every single game in the dugout because he's kind of stubborn to his own um, hard-held beliefs in baseball circles and stuff like that. It was interesting to see, like for example, Carl managing that game that Mike was suspended and how much quicker he was in bullpen decisions than Mike. It's, it's just a strategic difference. Not to say that Carl would be better than Mike, but I think Mike is an incredible program builder and sustainer, making them good. Where can Ole Miss as a baseball program improve? In-game. In-game decision-making. Because managers only really affect a handful of things, David. They they impact bullpens. They impact lineup with lineup construction. So the very few things that they actually have to make calls on and have to be good at, Mike hasn't been great at those things. Ole Miss as a baseball program is, is elite. The question is whether Mike is an elite in-game guy anymore, and he's not. But we, we've already had all of these conversations, and that's what's so funny is like, Ole Miss is in the NCAA tournament, like they yeah. they're exactly where they're supposed to be, right? Mike Bianco's the head coach. Ole Miss begins NCAA tournament play in this like this weekend. They got a chance to go to Omaha College World Series. All that's still true, but it's true every single year. So what's the point? That like what's the Uh, moving point. Because if it wasn't last year when he's publicly flirting, very publicly flirting with his alma mater and an SEC West rival and a program that you, as Ole Miss, um, compare yourself favorably to, if that wasn't it, then, I mean, there's nothing. If it's not one for eight in Omaha advancement opportunities. Uh, It's just kind of silly at this point. I just don't know why we can't all acknowledge because we all are tiptoeing around it like Mike tiptoes around it. Keith tiptoes around it. We tiptoe. It's just... Everybody knows he's not long for head coach here, so why has there just got to be some weird, awkward ending?
1: Well, up until, I am want to say a couple of hours ago, I think the Ole Miss program thought it was it was done for the year. And I think up until a couple of hours ago, it was a very, very real possibility Mike Bianco was, was done at Ole
2: Miss. Yeah, like the coaching search would have started today or tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and then um, – you know, here's here's the thing though. They're playing good ball right
2: now. Mm-hmm. That's the craziest if you want to thing. Look back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And all it is 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 a team that's talented and they are talented. A team that's got a dominant starting pitcher. They have one in Dylan Dilucci.
2: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say dominant, but yeah, a good well, a one that's dominant. yeah.
1: He yeah. he gives you the best chance to win when he's on the hill.
2: Yes, I get that. Sure.
1: You know, over the course of the last 3 weeks if you want to take that in as a whole, they're really playing as good as anybody in America. Yeah, they got ousted game one, three to one to Vandy, but, you
2: know. play Texas AM and m mm-hmm. close. Um, actually should have won that series probably, but then that goes back to the Mike Bianco in-game gripes. Uh, mm-hmm. To give this team some benefit of the doubt, Kevin Graham missed an extended amount of time, and he's one of the top two hitters in the SEC, for Christ's sake. So there are a lot of things you can point to about this individual team. But I'm with you, man. Like This team going to the postseason, we've talked for 10 minutes about Mike Bianco after this team got a bid. Now, a little bit of a surprising bid to some, but they got a bid, and we're talking all about Mike because that's what it always is now. Because what is the what, what is the point? Like Why are we still having the conversation if there's no obvious, well, that would cause Ole Miss to make a move? Omaha didn't do it. Yeah. That LSU shit didn't do it. Like, what? What? Well,
1: we got them in. And uh
2: um, and I think that's and that's the thing. This do. team, like, they were number one in the country this year, David. Like, of course they could I go. Know. They got a really tough draw. Miami's good. Arizona put it on them last year in the super, and Arizona's gonna be good as a two. I don't think they're gonna get out of it, but this team was ranked number one coming into the year. I was the one saying, Oh yeah, this team, they're making it to Omaha. So I still believe this team does have a run in them. If they put everything together, this team has the talent to do it.
1: Well, the four seed in that region is Canisius.
2: Is and who? Wait, who? Know, even if they, if they, Canisius. What is Canisius? I've never heard of Canisius.
1: They're the Golden Retrievers, man. They're somewhere okay. up north. Okay, but they're playing Miami. Ole Miss is playing Arizona, and that's your first round games. Let's just say Arizona beats Ole Miss. They're likely going to beat Canisius, and they're going to hang around in that regional a little bit. I don't think this is a two-and-out situation for them at all. And, uh, you know, if they beat Arizona, Lord knows what could happen. If they play Miami in a winner's bracket game, they could could make it out of there. And if they make it out of there, they're paired with the Southern Miss region, in the super regional,
2: and they don't have the best yeah. top end starting pitching, but they have a number of arms that they could go hot for a one or two week stretch, and that's all you need. That's
1: all <laughs> that's you need. All you need. They may be already have heated up. You uh, know yeah, that's that, that's yeah. my point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I, and and I mean, you know, baseball is a, is a, is a mind sport too. And man, these guys went from waking up this morning going, you know, our our season's likely over until word started leaking, you know, 30, 45 minutes before the show that it looked like they were going to be in. And lo and behold, they are in. And, you know, they may be rejuvenated. They may be playing loosely. And that's one thing, you know, if if Mike Bianco's job is in jeopardy here. He doesn't need to portray that sense of urgency on this team. They need to play loose in this regional. Play loose, play well, see what happens.
2: Playing loose in the postseason for Ole Miss Baseball has never been a thing, David.
1: Never. I agree. Never. I been agree. A thing.
2: Outside of Omaha, I, yeah, they do. They do. And they have the talent to win. But outside of Omaha, I honestly believe the next week or potentially more will be a celebration and send off to Mike Bianco, one of the most accomplished coaches in Ole Miss athletics history. And then someone else will come in and take over. I, that's why I say, yeah I, 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 yeah, I still don't think anything in that respect has changed. The can is just getting kicked down the road. And I fully acknowledge I could be completely wrong. And if I am wrong, yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. So it goes. It's concert season and concert season is all about the boots. Or visit com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's UFE Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network.
1: You know, there there's word out there that they've come to a, a mutual agreement on a mutual parting of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, is it true? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I've heard some but, of that too, but yeah. Yeah.
1: But if they have, then... This is a moot point. I mean
2: Doesn't matter. you know, he's gonna be gone.
1: But yeah, yeah, but but he's still coaching a baseball team. That's right. And they're alive. And and I they, think they're
2: good enough if they get if they just harness the it, bottle it up for like a and week or two.
1: They're hot enough right now. They are hot. So, you know, we're all we're all down in the dumps because they lost to Vanity three to one vandy's a tournament team as well, well didn't even or watch that, that game i was in
2: florida time. i was in florida what ha- what happened
1: well vandy won three to one okay, okay? Right. i mean that's what on. happened other than that it was pretty damn boring but <laughs> both sides had really good pitching <laughs> and um you know so yeah. i
2: but I that know. happens I mean, that, that it, happens in the postseason vanderbilt probably started that kid said already an mlb prospect and all he has to do is have, like, one really good night. And a Drew McDaniel, who has next-level um, stuff as a pitcher, maybe he has one good night, which is uh, compounded by another good night for another high-end, like or like a Hunter Riley, who's going to be an MLB prospect. See, like, that can happen in baseball, just these short week or two spurts where you bottle it up and all your guys just get hot and play to their potential or what they can be, and you're in Omaha. So I'm not dismissing anything. Now, the yeah. the the way this season played out – and what we know about the situation, I think I know where I would put my money of where this ending up just because that's the way it's been, but it certainly can't have because this team has the talent. I just love that it always comes back to the same conversation. Always. It never can be about anything else. And, and until Ole Miss and Mike Bianco finally just accept reality and move on from each other in a very nice and peaceful and sweet way, you know, say, hey, we're going to co parent together in a very healthy and respectful way it's just going to keep inevitably coming back to this stupid conversation over and over and over rather than, you know, yes, yeah, it's a disappointing thing that they're a three seed, but they're in the postseason, and that's the thing that you want to celebrate for guys like Tim Elko, who's a great ball player. Yeah, but he's an even better dude. Kevin Graham, Justin Mitch, they all came back for this opportunity, and you want it to end in the perfect place for them, and that's Omaha. And what are we talking about?
1: Omaha. We're we're uh...
2: talking about Mike. Talking about Mike, yeah, Mike and Mike. And I'll
1: be honest with you. I mean, I mean, look. Now the Miami Regional was one of the last ones that they announced, and then I got distracted after that. I don't think Alabama or Kentucky made it.
2: Oh man, really?
1: I don't think
2: so. Holy cow!
1: So no Alabama, no Kentucky. See. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, let's, you let's, you've, let's,
2: you kind of like filibuster for a second. Hold on, that's fun. Yeah,
1: well. You know, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is they're alive. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's and and Mike has accomplished what I've heard Keith Carter say out of his own mouth, time and time again. Standard for success at Ole Miss is NCAA postseason play in every single sport. He 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 got him there. Yeah. Thirty two and twenty two.
2: Yeah, but but it's different with Ole Miss baseball. I think um the the curve is much different.
1: Yeah, what are you you seeing on Alabama and Kentucky? uh, They're not in. You're
2: right. not in. I can't believe that, like, both of them.
1: Which means I think the committee, whether right or wrong, factored in history. Mike. You know, and and Mike, and they they factored in RPI. Ole Miss had the highest RPI of the three schools.
2: Don't dismiss it outright. Like, don't dismiss what I'm about to say completely outright. Just – to, I'm gonna put on a tinfoil hat and just give you a conspiracy theory, and you rationally tell me why it's stupid. All right. What yeah. if Mike Bianco is one of the most widely respected baseball figures in college baseball? He talks to everybody. The he's people that make USA. Yes, exactly. He knows all the people that make these decisions that make these makes this field. What if, very privately, he's like, guys, this is gonna be kind of a farewell tour for me, and that's part of the reason why I almost got pushed in over those two teams. What if it's already like everybody, but the public, like Ole Miss fans, don't know? But yeah, I could see know.
1: Mike lobbying the committee a little bit for that reason. Oh, okay, All right. I don't think so. You think he's he always going to
2: be in denial about he's never? It's never going to be a clean break with him and Ole Miss.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he and Keith may have sat down already, and they know exactly how this is going to end. Yeah, but, you know that, that that's certainly on the table,
2: but. From a I mean, call I ever, got last week while I was in Florida, I don't think that's the case.
1: Well, if that's not the case, then Mike Bianco he's playing to keep his job at Ole Miss. Yeah. Bottom line, he's playing to keep his job here. Yeah. And I mean, he he got a reprieve here. He got he got a, somebody just handed him an opportunity card. Now, what he does with it. You know, we'll, we'll see starting Friday, but um, he's got an opportunity here. I mean, you know, if there's no mutual agreement, like you said, you don't think there is. If he takes Ole Miss to a super regional,
2: <laughs> doing this all like
1: how in the heck is he fired? Whether you like him or don't like him, <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay, you're, you're, you know, I know it doesn't matter, but for three or four days now, you're going to sit back and let the national media talk about you firing a coach who just took your baseball no, program to a
2: super regional. That doesn't matter.
1: Then It, it probably doesn't matter, that doesn't matter, but they will talk about
2: it. Yeah, they will them. definitely that talk doesn't, about it. That doesn't matter. It. it doesn't matter. DJ Durkin's on his second job, man. It don't matter. Um, let, let me say this, though. <laughs> like, If it changes the calculus at all for Keith, you're just going to be back in the same place – the next year, and the next year, and the next year. Even if he goes to Omaha with this team out of Coral Gables this year, I believe it's gotten to the point, and I could be completely wrong, but it's gotten to a place with Bianco and this fan base, not all of them, but the majority, that it's never going to be enough. There's nothing he can do outside of winning a national championship because that's effectively what everybody recognizes. Omaha, you haven't gotten there enough. Get there. Well, now the public stuff with LSU – and how weird this whole transition, awkward breakup has been. Now it's like, okay, yeah, you got to Omaha, but they're going to still have the same gripes. Omaha won't be enough. It'll never be enough. Well, they, they that's need the to standard. go and Gables
1: and play like a bunch of dirtbags. I mean, that's the bottom line.
2: Just win the to, whole dang thing.
1: you you've got to win it. And I love the region you're paired with. I mean,
2: Which you one know, are they paired you imagine with?
1: It's Southern Miss.
2: Oh, wow.
1: And let's go down to Pete Taylor yeah. Park and win a Super and go to Omaha.
2: Southern Miss, LSU, Kennesaw, and Army in the Hattiesburg Regional. You said it last week before we, before I left for Florida that you thought that Ole Miss could go there. I really thought that was going to happen once once there was some word coming out that, hey, I think Ole Miss is in here. Neil was all over it. He said Coral Gables. I was like, man, it'd be perfect if David just came through and, and uh, totally called the Hattiesburg trip for Ole Miss as a three. I would have definitely picked Ole Miss coming out of that regional. <laughs> I really would have. Well –
1: yeah, credit credit to Neil. He was, uh, yeah, he was he on it.
2: it this morning,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. But I,
2: I was like, um, oh, if Ole Miss gets into Hattiesburg, then it's just, you know, this is too much of a storybook. It's going to set up, and Ole Miss is going to go to Omaha as a three out of Hattiesburg. I could have seen that. Maybe they do it well, anyway, coming out of this one, beating Arizona and beating Miami.
1: Man, can you imagine? I know it's a small park, but Pete Taylor Park with Ole Miss and Southern Miss playing oh, a super
2: so – <laughs> It would be so
1: pandemonium. Fun. It would be crazy. And, Flood, you know. Play it at Pearl.
2: Play it at only Pearl.
1: One of them. Well, no, don't play it at Pearl, man. I'm, I, I hate those Pearl games. But but look, one of them's going to Omaha. Mm. And the freaking defending national champion, Mississippi State, didn't even make the tournament.
2: And it doesn't matter. Because I mean, they won a title.
1: Well. Let's see what happens here. Uh-huh.
2: Hey, that's really all we've got to talk. That's about. That's all we really Maybe got to talk about today. Thing. Yeah. Oh, there is a big uh, visitor weekend coming up, or visitor Dude. week actually for Ole Miss football recruiting.
1: Yeah, you got uh, Witt Weeks coming in here, right? On an official. Uh,
2: Jonte Cook. you
1: also got uh, Jonte's coming on the weekend. So is Marvin Burks, and uh, there's one more. um, um oh uh, Roman Rashada. Yeah. Coming in here middle of the week on what do you think visit. the Roman
2: Rashada Pursuit has to do with, I mean, uh, as far as impacting his brother, do you think that'll play a yeah. role?
1: Yeah. Well, I think Ole Miss is banking on it, Will, because I, I, I think that's the only reason they offered Roman, you know, is to. He does uh, have some
2: other good offers, though.
1: He does. He does. And so does his little brother, Jaden, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, Jaden has, has, yes, has a few more. Yes, yeah, Jaden has a few more.
1: Roman announced the top three of Ole Miss, Miami, and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is not in it for Jaden. Ole Miss and Miami are. So, mm. you yeah, know, we'll see what happens here. But
2: um, All right, make the David Johnson early year. prediction for Jaden Rashada. Where does he commit?
1: Man, I, I, okay, um, I'm going to go out on you know, I don't know,
2: but my hunch is Ole Miss. Me too. That's why I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say
1: it. Yeah. My hunch is Ole Miss, but, um, you know, we'll see. The whole, the whole month of June, starting tomorrow, Crazy. is going to be fenders off for recruiting. It's going to be wild. Of We've got these... Friday,
2: I'm sorry, go
1: Friday ahead. night lights coming up this week, uh, Friday night out at the Manning Center. It's going to be a lot of talent out there. Then an O-line, D-line camp on Saturday. Then we're back out there again on Tuesday, I believe. And then another Friday night lights camp at the end of next week. So
2: as far as us media members, like, what do we get out of, uh, do we get to do much coverage wise from the Friday night lights thing, or do we only get to talk to the kids before they're coming in?
1: Well, you know, we'll get to talk to the kids. We'll get to watch, uh, watch the the camp go on. And, uh, you know, you can evaluate guys as you're sitting on the side, watching them. We need to uh,
2: twitch live you and I one time from one of these Friday night light camps. I think people would like that. See if we can pull it off.
1: I Twitch all the time. What is you know, Twitch?
2: Yeah, twitch is like, okay, YouTube live, just we could live stream us at a Friday Night Lights camp. Old Miss Friday Night Lights Oh, camp.
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm all we for We should it. do that. We can
2: do that. Yeah, we should do we that. We can. Of all these guys yeah. coming in this week, who do you feel Ole Miss is in the best position for? I think it's Marvin Burks.
1: Yeah, I do too. I've already crystal balled Burks to uh, Ole Miss. Um, I believe uh, – burks is not long for uh, announcing a commitment to the rebels um you know everybody else is just kind of uh, a little different than it was a couple of years ago with the nil era mm-hmm. that's that's the uh that's the thing you may think you got a guy and then somebody comes in
2: with a hundred grand
1: i mean that's just that's a, honest God's truth. Cool. that's true so that's
2: they've done a really good life. job though with their that's early um 2023 recruiting class though with Sun Suntrine Perkins and Marcel Reed Daniel Demry, and then Marvin Burks I mean that's what four or four stars
1: yeah they're being very careful and selective on their high school recruits uh, just because they're taking less and they know they have to they've got to get guys in here they feel can play early make an impact early and they can keep them happy because you can sign a five star if you want to if he's been here two years and hadn't seen the field Unless he is crowned as the successor Mm -hmm. at that position, he's gone. He's in the portal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is what it is.
2: 10 to 13 high schoolers, you think?
1: I think so, yeah. My number I was going to say would be 12. Yeah. That leaves you a baker's dozen of transfer portal deals you can negotiate. And, by the way, Deshaun Jerkins coming from Vanderbilt, big get for Ole Miss, really big. Some more experience back there in the secondary, and man, this guy—he can be a tackling machine. He's a ball hog.
2: Ole Miss is now adhering to the philosophy of just get as many good players as you can. You know, you bring in Ladarius Tennyson and Aishim Young, and Ole Miss fans would naturally go, "Man, so many safeties!" Just get as many good players as you can. That's what Ole Miss's philosophy is now. And this kid's really good. He's experienced. He even if he's not going to start, man, like the depth of that kid. Ole Miss is in a different place yep. as far as recruiting than it used to be.
1: Yeah, defensive depth is really good this year, you really think, good. with the D line and secondary, but linebacker, you know, which is kind of the heart of that defense. Uh, eh, you know, I, I just don't know what to think. I think Ashanti Sistrunk could have a really big year. I liked what I saw from him in the spring, but there needs to be more depth. Gotta mm-hmm. be more depth right there. And then right now, haven't heard of them bringing in any portal linebackers.
2: It's been another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at rebels, two, four, seven. I write for the old spirit, OMSpirit.com, spirit.com and affiliate of on 3com He writes for inside the rebels and affiliate of two, four, seven sports. If you haven't already subscribed, rate Review talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do leave a five star review, it doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, just simply search talk of champions. And this podcast is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire? Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler a call. He specializes in retirement investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. From mutual funds to employee benefits, college savings plans, even a 1% guaranteed annuity, he can do it all. Give Thomas a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Thomas Chandler, proudly sponsoring Talk of Champions. Enjoyed it, my friend. I'll see you later this week.
0: All right, Howdy, hotty-hotty.